are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. A lot to get to today. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day, as always. All right. We talked a little bit yesterday about the commitment that the U of A got in basketball. So we're going to talk a little bit about the roster. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what the conference looks like. Just kind of a bunch of bunch of uh, pieces to tie up right here. But first and foremost, again, Philip Borvnik. You've got as a guy who is at about six foot eight, nice player. Um, a lot of people mentioned on Twitter that the uh, footage of him playing, he does not look like he's playing against very talented players. That is correct. He plays in a lower level league, but what you need to do is you need to look at the size, you need to look at the skills, and more so than anything, I think you need to trust Tommy Lloyd on this. Tommy Lloyd knows what he is doing, and I think that has been shown uh, multiple times already, especially on the recruiting front. So let's look, let's evaluate the players on the perimeter and let's kind of look and see where they are in the grand scheme of things as far as being a national title contender, a conference contender, where where so. All right, Kirk Creasa. Talked about him a ton on the show. We're going to continue to talk about him a ton on the show. Um, Kerr's the guy that when you watch him, you're like, looks like he should have a 30 point game at some point. And, you know, he did have the one game where he went off, but he does feel like he should be a more impactful statistical player as opposed to the 10 and five. Now, again, he's very, very underrated def- or excuse me, uh, as a passer, he can do a lot of different things. He's very good in the pick and roll where I think Arizona fans are a little confused as why isn't he better shooting the ball? You hear that he's a great shooter. The form looks fantastic. Each time you watch him, you're thinking to yourself, okay, that ball's going in, and then it doesn't. Um, shot about 35% from the field, 34% from three. Those numbers just aren't good enough. Again, he's a clutch player. He's a timely or he's a timely shooter, so you know he's capable of it, but you'd like to see him be able to take that next step. And by that next step, I mean next year be able to maybe average 14 points per game and I don't know, uh, five, six assists, but bump those averages up to around the low 40s. And again, he's more than capable of that. If he wasn't, then we wouldn't be talking about it. But Arizona needs him to be able to take that next step. Uh, Defensively, it's always going to be a little bit of an issue for him. So certainly need to take that for what it's worth. All right. um, As far as a, uh, can he be a starting player on a national title contender? I say yes with the right pieces around him. I know that's a little bit of a cop-out, but so be it. Uh, Pella Larson. Pella Larson, I don't know that he is a starter on a national championship team, but he is a heck of a reserve on a national championship team. A great sixth man, a great guy that can make the open shot defend. I think he's a little bit too limited offensively off the dribble, especially if Kirk Kreese is going to be your point guard. So I would, I would lean no that he's a national title uh, contending type player given the roster around him. But again, take it for what it's worth for me because I was wrong. I thought, I thought he, when he, when he uh, joined the team, I thought he was terrible. And uh, he slowly got back into shape and slowly showed why Tommy Lloyd talked about how 
he's a really, really good player. So again, take that for what it's worth. Not a starter, in my opinion, but an awesome rotation player, very valuable reserve. Daylon Terry, we're assuming Daylon Terry comes back. I'm assuming Daylon Terry comes back. Um, obviously a starter on a national title contender. He, um, I think he has the most to gain by coming back. And I think that's why he most likely is. But again, um, you look at him and there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to average 14 points, five, six rebounds, five, six assists, and be an all-conference defensive type player. He's got that in him. And his offense is a lot better than people think. It's much further along than people think. I think that he just needs that ability to be able to showcase it because, again, he's got the handles. He's got the ability to be able to get to the hoop. And, heck, his shot is a, a lot better than I think a lot of people realize. So, again, Dalen Terry certainly a guy right there that um, I think you look at and say, all right, he's capable of taking that next step. Um, and, again, I assume he's coming back. He hasn't announced it yet, but I certainly assume he's coming back. Okay, now – before we get to Adama Ball, let's talk about Built Bar. Dalen Terry put on a lot of good weight this offseason. I'm assuming that Dalen Terry's eating Built Bar. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, except it's loaded in protein. That's why it's taken off. Sean Schuster and I like the blueberry flavor. The blueberry flavor. It's very good. And you know what? It's energetic. It keeps you going. Keeps me going. I need it. I'm an active person. You're an active person. Built Bar, check it out. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, now let's talk about the wild card on the perimeter, Mr. Adama Ball. You can always tell, and Lute Olson was the master at this, you can always tell when a coach has high expectations for a player the following season because he starts to put them into games where it's a little bit of a crunch situation, and Adama Ball was that guy. Similar to what Lute did with Michael Dickerson or Jason Terry towards the end of their uh, freshman year, sophomore years, you try to get the guys in to get them a little bit of live fire, for lack of a better term. And that's what he did with Adama Ball. And you could certainly see why he did that. When Ball came in, the game did not look too fast for him. He looked like he was very comfortable out there. He also looked like he was a guy that could be an all-conference player at some point. I don't know that he's a starter this coming season, but I also don't know that he isn't. He is a great wild card in all of this just because you don't know exactly what to expect. He showed a lot of potential, but at the end of the day, he also didn't play a ton. So you don't really know right there, but that's a guy to certainly keep an eye on. He has, outside of Dalen Terry, I think he has the highest upside of all these perimeter players. All right, uh, Shane Noel. Um was obviously committed under uh, Sean Miller, stayed with it through Tommy Lloyd. I've long maintained that I don't believe that he is a Arizona high-level caliber player. I'd love to be wrong on that, but he's always struck me as more of a Washington State type guy. Like I said, could be totally wrong on that. Comes from great lineage, so I don't discount that, but I don't expect him to ever be a major contributor at the U of A. All right. Now, what does the perimeter need then as far as looking at possible roster additions. Well, you know, the first thing they need is you need some athleticism out there. We talked about it at nauseum. We're going to keep talking about it. You need a guy who is able to break down his defender, who is also able to 
be able to guard the other team's better player, especially a lead guard. Because again, Kirk Creesa can do a lot of really good things for you. Kirk Creesa isn't really just built to be a defender because he doesn't have that strength and he doesn't necessarily have that lateral quickness. It's He's never going to be a lockdown Reggie Geary type. It's just not in the cards. Um, with, with uh, So you're looking at it and you're saying, all right, two different things. We need to get an impact transfer right here. And is there another player out there? A lot of people have asked, oh, Kylan Boswell or will uh, KJ Lewis reclassify? I don't see that because if I'm – I don't know that there's a reason for them to reclassify it. Now, listen, they can certainly play there, but I'm all for kids playing out their high school career, get on campus. And especially to Kylan Boswell just turned 17. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of allowing those kids to stay in there. And Arizona has the national brand at this point that it should be able to get a really good player from the transfer portal. Um, and, uh, you know, again, if they can't, maybe maybe I'm over uh, overreacting to a great season. But I imagine Arizona is going to be able to bring in multiple guys who, even if they're not all conference, they have the ability to be that. So athleticism is a key. And obviously shooting. The great Arizona teams, the great Gonzaga teams, the great, heck, most of the great teams, period, have a lot of shooters. Kirk Reese looks like he should be a great shooter. So far, he's not been. Pella Larson, I think we can look at and say, all right, he's got some real shooting potential behind him. Another guy um, that you look at, Dalen Terry. Dalen Terry is a better shooter than I think a lot of people think, mainly because the form is weird, but again, it goes in a lot of the time, and he's a clutch three-point shooter. So you've got some guys there, but you could certainly get a couple more knockdown 40% type guys, and if you get that, then I think you're really cooking with something because Arizona uh, offensively is going to have to spread the floor. All right. RockAuto.com. RockAuto.com. Everybody's on it. John Schuster's on it. Why go to a mechanic? Why go to one of these stores when you can just get something from RockAuto.com that is far cheaper? They have everything. They've been in the business a long time. They know what they're doing. All right. Now, just around the conference, UCLA on paper is going to be the best team in the conference next year. There's no doubt about that, especially with Jaime Hawkes coming back. But after that, I think you look Arizona, Oregon. Oregon obviously had a down season last year, but this is also a guy in Dana Altman who's won the conference four out of six years. I doubt he's going to have two straight seasons like that. I could be wrong, but it doesn't feel like that. Uh, Andy Enfield, USC, they're kind of a perennial top three or four type program right now. So there's certainly one to keep an eye on as well. We're going to talk though more about how Arizona matches up with all of those teams tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Locked On Wildcats.